0: So this episode is just based on uh, your hustle ain't like mine. And although we may have the same 24 hours in a day, we all don't have the same type of hustle. You know what I mean? So right. recently me and my uh, cousin, Ryan, we were having this conversation and I was like, cause if the family decided to give me and you a million dollars right now, and they knew we could make money back, And in the time period of a year and a half, I made six million and you made 10 million. Mm -hmm. That's not based on the fact that we are doing the same thing with the money. It's based on the fact that we know what to do with the money, how we know how to do it. It, We don't know how to, we don't have the same hustle. So if you were to make the 10 million and I made the six, I should be able to come to you and be like, hey, how did you show me to get, show me how to get to the four Mm -hmm. being jealous and angry at you and having resentment for my cousin who knows how to do something on a level better than I do. Now applaud me. I will applaud myself for getting to the six because I know how to get to the six, the Mm -hmm. six million. But everybody's hustle ain't the same. And I was explaining to him a lot of times in Chicago and around the world a lot of guys, because they don't have the same hustle and the same ingenuity, certain people will get killed over over small, ignorant, stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it it takes nothing for someone to take it the wrong way, and and a guy will be upset in his motions. He'll he'll display a weak emotion, and and another person will be harmed in the process of making money. And I and he was saying, I don't understand that, cuz because that's not how I grew up. I said, well, you didn't grow up that way, but there are guys out here that did grow up that way. Where instead of applauding someone and getting down with what they know how to do, because another guy knows how to do it better than you do, they'd rather kill him and knock that man yeah. off that pedestal and take food off his off his table, food away from his family, and and hurt other people's in the process of it. And I was like, you know, that mentality has been embedded in us for so long, but. No one's tried to correct it so much. You know what I mean. I, you don't see a lot of people saying, "Hey,
1: that's not cool." Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that you know, a lot of that comes from also, like, you know, we live in a doggy dog world. You know what I mean? Uh, those are a lot of that is survival tactics. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? But that's that survival, those are how a lot of people maneuver through life from the environments they was bred in, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's, 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 it's a horrible mentality to have, you know? But there's a lack of trust even in, in, in that process of the individual that feels that, you know, because uh, they don't trust, you know, they don't trust themselves for one a lot of that energy of how they feel about you is a projection of how they feel about themselves and how they would approach a situation yes if, 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 it was, if it was another person involved and it was them on that end you know and how they and their thoughts and then a lot of it is just like a lack of trust because you know <clears throat> it's like it's so many things that's mixed up in there and so many layers that you got to pull back on both sides you know a lot of times um you know People are not willing to show somebody, you know, you got people walking around here that, that purposely withhold information, you know, with a lot of people, the the way they live their life, they live it under the pretenses of the game is to be sold and not told, you know what I mean? And I agree with that in certain situations, but not in all situations. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I more so live my life, you know, the game is to be told and not sold to a certain extent. Now, when it comes to, like, business and, you know, just giving away free game and nobody's applying it, then, you know, I might as well sell it to you like the next man. Yeah. If you're not going to use it or you ain't going to, you know, but, you know, but getting back to what you, you were saying, it's like, yeah, we all have the same 24 hours, but we ain't all... Blessed with the same hustle.
0: Very, very true. Very true. And
1: hustle is a mindset. It's not, you know, just pure work ethic. It's something that has to bring that work ethic forward, you know, and that's a mindset. And it's an innate ability in you to want more for yourself. You know, um, hustle is, is involved in a lot of competition. So you always got to want more. And, you know, a lot of people don't have that. And, you know, you know, like coming up as kids and all that, you know, you play certain games with people, you know, you also got to deal with some sore loose. So opposed to, you know, you beat me or show me how, you know, I can get better. You know, I get jealous and I get envious of you and I want to hurt you so you won't be able to do it next time.
0: And we, we all know that there is a lot of that out there as well. You know, uh, you look yeah. at a situation separate from us. Uh, what was it? Tanya Hardin who hit.
1: Yeah, Nancy Kerrigan. Yeah, she hit right? Yeah. We, we have clear examples
0: of, of people who, who are sore losers, um, who don't have the ability to see this as, okay, I need to work harder. I need to figure mm-hmm. out a way to do this. Uh, a lot harder i came up and i don't want to leave in second place but to a certain degree second place doesn't mean that you're out, completely out the game it just means that there is somebody better than you and that mean, it just means it, it just means that you have to work a lot harder to get to number one mm-hmm. you know i know in in my place of business and the things that i do the people that i may work with in groups or individually when i come up in second i never say nothing It's just like I need to find out what they did differently than what I did to get me to that level. So I'm never upset with them. It's just like, damn, I was doing so much and I thought I had it, but in the end I didn't because they have a little bit more to draw off of, which is just not a bad thing. It's just, I don't understand the, 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 the attitude of if it, if it ain't me, it can't be anybody else. And I get it, it's the dog, eat dog. It's a dog eats dog world. This is the type mm-hmm. of world we live in. This is how this country was founded. Um, it's the way that business has been, the business acumen and model has been modeled for certain things. And it's the way that people live their lives to a certain degree, but I just think that certain people, man, they just should work on developing that characteristic. Not to say that every, like you said, everybody don't have that inability to, to hustle and push and do things, but at least have it in you to to push it and, and want to do more instead of ruin it for somebody else, or just come ask me. What's what's so hard about asking me? I, this is the situation me and my cousin was talking about. I was like, man, all the guy, all the all the guy had to do was just come ask me. Mm-hmm. Instead of him coming to ask me, he went in a roundabout way to ruin it, not for me, but for himself and the other people that he he's associated with. You know, right. now I don't want to help. I don't want to help anybody in the circle. It's just like, well. One bad, one bad apple spoiled the whole bunch for y'all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, yeah,
0: it's like me when I got blackberries or blueberries in the fridge. If one of them motherfuckers go go bad, I start looking
1: at all of them. I throw the whole thing out. Yeah, it's it, it's like you know, it's it's almost like you know, you should never let one person or situation uh, harden you. You know what I mean? You should never do that. But it's hard to when you get to a point. They brought you to to a point where you have to decipher who to do something for and who not to do something for. Then that that's 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 way too much extra work, you know. And it makes you have to be on 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 you know just on post about who I deal with, who I who I you know who I keep giving myself to because it becomes a that thing now that lack of trust. Like yeah. I don't know what people motives are, I don't know what their intents are, you know. And even then, like analogy, you know, you gave, you know, with the Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harden situation and, and, you know, beyond that, it's like, you know, people, you, like you said, you said, you know, I think a certain way. I want to ask if I came in second, how do I, you know, do better to maybe come in first next time and stuff like that. Most people don't think like that, you know, because most people think, you know, coming in second is, is being the first to lose you yeah. know yeah. and and it's like when you when you you know it's, it's just it's just it's just when you're so competitive sometimes mm-hmm. you're not thinking rationally you know what I mean there's no rationale there's no rational thinking in that so it's like you know when somebody wins you can't even appreciate it. You can't even appreciate it because all you, you think thinking from a selfish standpoint. You know what I mean? And in life, there's so many times where people like could could go come ask somebody something, but they they and could get the proper answers they need, but their intents and their motives are so wrong in their approach that they they speed off too early before they got what they really came from because they really think they got everything they need. They didn't know that that person had a way more to share and give to them. I should have let them down the right path that they was really trying to go. It's just like a kid, you know, when they're smaller and you're teaching them how to cross the street, you right. know, they're they getting it. But then as soon as they think they got it, what's the first thing they do?
0: They tell you, I got they, it. Let me go. They
1: snatch away from you. Yeah. Cause they 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 I don't need you right now. I, I got what I came for. At least I think I did. And then lo and behold, they go out there and get smacked. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause they thought they had. And that's what some people do. Is like you got to you know you gotta be careful with how you deal with people. And then another point is that you know like you say maybe somebody was better than you. You got this. That comes with accountability. A lot of people ain't really 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 ready to uh, be accountable for what they did and didn't do to land themselves in the place that they came in or their space in life. But even on top of that, it's like, you know, people, it ain't always about somebody's better than you is the reason why they won. Sometimes it's just they out hustled you. Yeah.
0: Hustle, be talent. That-
1: yeah. Hustle beat talent on, on any day. When talent don't work, hustle yeah. beats it. Yeah. So it ain't about they better than you. They just out hustled you. And you they they had something else in them that, that you know met the requirements to be number one. You yeah. did. Absolutely. You just thought you, you just you thought your talent was enough. You and most out in life I've come to realize most people that are blessed with talent are also, uh, I don't want to say blessed, but they have this um, unique sense of entitlement. Mm. Mm. And with that comes, they think they don't have to do much because they think their talent is going to be the answer for everything. So they don't think they have to match it with the work ethic. Yeah. It's just like, if you know people in life, a lot of most the people that you might know in life that, that, that you can locally touch or whatever that's talented. A lot of them don't make it. Just do off the fact that they ain't willing to put in what it takes because they're used to people doing things for them when they got that talent. They think that somebody's going to donate. Somebody's going to pay for everything. They should get VIP treatment when they come in and think just because you have this talent but then you have another person come in, may not be as talented, but work they ass off and shoot right past him.
0: Yeah.
1: And there it goes again, that disdain for how he, I know I'm better than you.
0: Right. I've been doing this such and such and such amount of time, but it ain't always that. Um, and I liken that to me being in the gym years and years ago as a young man. I think I might've told you this before. Hmm. Uh, There was a sign in the gym that said, hard work beats talent when talent refuses to work hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the other part of it is, I remember, Emmanuel Stewart used to say about Tommy Herms, he said he wasn't the most athletic guy. He wasn't the most gifted guy. He said, but Tommy outworked everybody in the gym. And that's what made him a standout. That's what- Who he was because he stayed in the gym and he worked on things and he wanted to he wanted to get better. He wanted to be better. And though that was the thing that propelled him to the level of success that he got. He said he wasn't he wasn't just uh, the, the, the most athletic fighter, he didn't have a right. bitch. But what he did do, he did well, and the things that he added on to it, in addition to the skill that he had, made him a better fighter. And we went on mm-hmm. to see Tommy be what the first uh, four or five weight, uh, first four or five weight champion. And then he became six weight champion or Mm some seven weight champion or something. So, uh, I, I, but I say that to say that with the talent, the talent is great. Talent is always great. We see a lot of guys go to the lead. They got talent. We see a lot of boxers with talent, but we also see guys with talent who don't have the work, the work ethic as another guy Mm -hmm. that stays in the gym six to eight hours. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? A guy that stays up all night watching film. You know, there's Kobe was gifted. We know Kobe was gifted. But when you hear the stories now that are coming out about how much he stayed in the gym, how much Mm -hmm. he watched. He didn't go out to clubs and he didn't party. These are Mm -hmm. things that he avoided doing because he stayed in the gym. Now, the thing about it is we understand as fans. People didn't like him as fans because they hated him because he played for the Lakers. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if he didn't play for the Lakers, you would want that guy on your team. Mm You just didn't like him because he played for the Lakers, but he earned the right to be hated and to be loved by the Lakers crowd. He worked his ass off. He followed that Michael Jordan blueprint. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: He was always in the gym. He was always trying to make that extra effort to let guys know that he he was here and he was for real. And it's so sad to me to see uh, amongst us, and I can only speak amongst us because that's where the basis and the foundation is the neighborhood, the community. When you see other guys who don't know how to appreciate another man's uh, ability to work, get mm-hmm. up and, and hustle, whatever it is, grind, whatever it is, shovel snow, cut grass, uh, do, do art, artist work, whatever it may be. It's a shame that we don't look to those guys and say, man, show me how to do that or show me where I'm, I'm slacking to help get me to the le- next level. And in a lot of the situations or certain situations, we see people end up uh, maimed, hurt, or dead because of those situations or people end up in jail over something so small because another man's emotions runs him better than he runs himself, you know?
1: Of course. And it's like, you know, with that being said too, it's like, in order for you to be able to you know uh, come to somebody another man and ask them you know how do you do this so blah 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 you all, you gotta get to a point where you're okay with putting your ego aside and a lot of men ain't okay with that because a lot of men think that makes them less of a man you know what I mean like to ask for help to do we a lot of us would rather appear that we know it all. Than to humble ourselves and come to somebody and ask for help. Yeah. You see I what mean, I'm saying?
0: That keeps you years and years back, well, weeks and weeks back, months and months back, by you sitting mm-hmm. around thinking you know it all. Because the person that you're talking to or you looking at and you're jealous of, they think, Well, you he'll figure it out if him on my help. And apparently, you know he, he
1: he got it. Come on. I mean, how could you ever learn something or know anything or acquire anything else when you appearing to know it all, when you refuting any type of help. You just, you know, you don't, you're trying to protect your ego so much of trying to appear that you don't know something, or you, you know, you are you can't get any better that you stop getting better. You stop growing, you know, and you only can fake it so long. You know, sometimes you can be so caught up in your image that you don't even see how you look outside of you. Everybody around you know. You know what I mean? But you don't even look. You don't even look. And then when you finally address it, you know, or you get a a whiff of the way somebody's perception may be of you, now you don't know how to digest that. Now you want to hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that ego is bruised. The one thing you've been trying to protect the whole entire time. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, man. It's like, you know, we, we, we've been conditioned to, like, not come to each other for help. We've been conditioned to, you know, just live out of the spirit of competition. You know, that's why we always measuring ourselves up amongst our peers, you know, this is where I'm in, this is where you're in life. Okay, if I look at you and I feel like I'm a little further than you, I I feel okay. That gives me a sense of being okay. Not okay that, you know, um, in the sense that damn, my brother is right here in life and I feel some form, a certain way for him, but makes me okay, feel okay that I ain't where he's at. Like, there's no compassion, it's only competition. Yeah i man
0: it's so backwards it's so upside down yeah know? it's so upside down like when i look at um was it the 40 was the 42 laws of my eye and the 77 affirmations and you look at all these things they speak against you know the negativity and mm-hmm. and, and doing things against your brother or your sister and everything like that and this is like we do everything in a backwards form like you were saying as long as i win i don't i don't care what you're doing as long sure. as I'm ahead of you, I don't care. As long sure. as I got two hundred grand and you got hundred grand, I'm okay with that. You know, mm-hmm. but the thing about it should be like, I got two hundred grand. I can help you if you just let me help you, or mm-hmm. if you ask, I got everything. I got everything for you set up. Like all you gotta do is just reach out and ask for a helping hand. And you don't see that often amongst us, you know, like. The, the neighborhoods and the attitudes and sometimes even through the music you 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 hear the desperation and despair and 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 the hate and the negative energy man and it's it, it's too much to me sometimes you know
1: it, it, is, it is we have to but you know like speaking on what you just said like it ain't always from the aspect of somebody having to reach out either because there's another side of that like At some point you as an individual should also if you care about somebody it's okay for you to reach out if you see where somebody's lacking at, and can be you can be of assistance it's okay for you to pull somebody to the side because the other side is that sometimes people don't know how to approach somebody and ask for help that's a fact
0: that's a fact you see
1: what i'm saying so it's like we also have to you know the ones that's up or more literate or more you know, uh, intellectually advanced in, in areas of, they, of their life. You have to, or financially free, you know what I mean? You have to, um, we have to sometimes take that time to pull somebody aside. Cause sometimes it ain't always the way to save them is waiting for them to come to tell you they need to be saved. Yeah. Ego death. Did
0: you have to have one of those? ego death to make sure that you knew how to better approach people um, and just talk to them or ask for help? Did you ever have to have like the ego death?
1: I mean, I think I think we all as human beings at some point in our life have to go, you know, to address that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because that's a lot a lot relies on your ego. You know, a lot a lot of the way you move is in your ego. Your ego is nothing more than you know, an overdressed insecurity. You know what I mean? i and and, and i you know that's something I was looking at a documentary and I heard um Quincy Jones, say, you know, and it was nothing more than an overdressed insecurity, and it made all the sense in the world mm-hmm. that we'll put layers on top of our egos to dress it up, so that if it was stripped down and stripped naked, you know, you, you'll really see we all really, you know, down to be accepted. You know, we all down to be accepted. So it's like at some point we all gonna have to either we address it or we gonna have to address that at some point because that's where a lot, the flip side of that coin is where our self-love, our self, you know, everything, reliance, everything lies in that. You know what I mean? And if we're suffering from that, we 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 try to push the ego out front to keep people from seeing that. And I, of course, I've I've dealt with it. You know what I mean? You know, I've dealt with it because nobody wants to appear to be lacking in, in any area. Yeah, weak. It takes a very humble person to say that they 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 need help.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It took, and I'll I'll admit for myself, it took me. Uh, well into the the latter years of my 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 20s to figure it out. It's like, man, all this stuff I'm doing, and I need help, but I don't know how to, you know, how do I go about getting it mm-hmm. when I feel like I'm a man and I don't need no help, and I made it this far, and I've been doing all this shit, Like I made right. it, I'm doing this, that, and the third, and then you realize like, you could probably be a lot further if you had help to get to it instead of you trying to beat this rock with another rock maybe someone could just pass you a jackhammer you know what I mean and help you and help you knock the rock down or give you a chisel and help you chisel it the way you really needed to be and you could you could move a lot faster that way so uh, I think it, for me it came like in my in later on in my 20s you know what I mean like I was sure. I, but I, I was discovering more and more that this was an issue with myself, but I think most of that just came from being, being on my own and being independent for so long, you know, like Mm -hmm. never really having to do nothing Mm -hmm. or ask nobody for nothing. And always trying to figure out a way of having to hustle to get to something, you know? And that one day I was just like, you know what, this is the way I'm doing this isn't gonna always work. And I need to figure out uh, a myriad of ways and have different avenues of of getting to, getting to certain levels and certain things in life. So. I definitely had to have that had an ego death. Um, I still struggle with it at times, just because of you know manhood and feeling feeling mm-hmm. like you that guy or whatever. I think we all go through it, but I do know at, at at certain times when I have to dial back and realize that I'm not here by myself and I can't do everything.
1: Man, I go through it still to this day. You know, of um, just trying to get through it by myself. You know, because we were taught as a man you know society taught us you know you man up and you get through and you do but you know they don't throw the part in there where you know you're going to need some help on some things you know um just like you used the analogy with the jackhammer and the rock that was nothing more than exploring another resource networking exploring the resource you know um it's okay you for sometimes the reason why you're not where you are because you lack the resources.
0: Correct. That's that's all it is. All you it know is. what I
1: mean? And you have to be open, you know, um, for networking and things like that. And networking sometimes, in a sense, is no nothing more than just getting around people that could help you out of your situation. You know, you can't, you know, you can't be the smartest person and the only person in the room. Nah.
0: And if you are there's
1: something wrong with that. Yeah, you're in the wrong room. You know what I mean? And you're in a very, you're in a very selfish room. You're in a room that you believe that, you know, it's a lot of insecurities in that room. You cool with being the smartest person. You don't like to be challenged. You know what I mean? You don't like to adhere to what somebody else is saying to you. Yeah. So sometimes people, you know, would 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 accept not getting far or not know why they ain't getting far because they so bullheaded thinking that they, it's not them. They can't accept, they can't take accountability is they're in their own way. You know, it's just like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of Russell Westbrooks out here. Mm. Mm. You know, where you got cats putting up Good player. Great talent. Can't win for shit. Don't understand why. Make little adjustments. Damn, that win the whole season. Putting up a triple-double. That shit is amazing.
0: Yeah, three years in a row, I think.
1: But And his plight to keep getting triple-doubles it wasn't making this team win every night. And at the end of the season, it amounted to a personal accolade. That's all it did. What did it really do for your team? What really did it do for your legacy? You got a personal accolade, yeah. But what did it do? Because now people looking at you, the microscope is on you, and it shows now you went to a whole nother team. Yeah. Now teammates showing they can't play with you. You see what I'm saying? And you look around and you realize, because even in a triple-double, you thought you was looking good, which you were, but anybody that was looking at that. They think that those triple-doubles, you almost had to be – so if a person scores, let's say, 10, 10, and 10, that's cons- considered a triple-double. His numbers was bigger than that. So if you say a person had 17 assists that night, 30-some points or 40-some points, 12, 13 rebounds, one you could wonder, like, yo, know, how – how could a man be like he has 17 A's? How could he be selfish? But then somebody that really looking at the game for what it is will tell you, yo, know, the selfish part came in when he intentionally got the going after those triple doubles. Yeah. Which means now at the end of the day, those numbers look a certain way. But a realist is going to see how much time that ball spent in your hand. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And how, let's look, let's examine the rest of your team stats. You know what I mean? And that ball was in your hand a lot. You self, you was intentional about getting those triple doubles now, which means you were selfish in the act of appearing to be unselfish. Because if somebody look at the assist, they're going to like, oh, he was un- he played himself, very unselfish because he got 17 assists. No, he's intentional about doing that. And your team is losing while you're doing it. But at the end of the night or at the end of the season, what's going to reflect is I average a triple-double for the whole season. You see what I'm saying? Now teammates don't want to play with you. You go to another team same stuff. When do you realize yo, it's you? But
0: so maybe in a situation a guy does realize it's just him, right? Maybe that type of guy don't care. Like you hey, said, being the smartest, maybe he's just comfortable being the smartest person
1: in the room. You know? Me that's why I say, and that's why I say there's so many Russell Westbrooks, because a lot of people that's a place of comfort for them. You see what I'm saying? Like It's a place of complac- complacency and comfort for them because you got people like that, man, that are literally say you put them on another team. Now he might have to take a, a, a role that he's not accustomed to. He might have to take a back seat. That might be a hard adjustment for him. But guaranteeing you a championship. You got people like him. There's so many of him out here that will continue to struggle on a losing team and be the man opposed to be a role player or a, a third, you know, go to guy on a winning team.
0: Yeah. We just need you to facilitate over here and we got this guy that can do the scoring. We just need you to facilitate. I don't
1: need you to put up 30 every night. Yeah. I know you can, but I don't need you to do that. Right, right. And I've experienced guys like that that so used to doing this on losing teams that once they get on a team that they don't have to do this with, they still don't know how to take that ego, put it aside, and just do what's needed.
0: Yeah.
1: Like bull, the Bulls had did get They just needed him to rebound. He, to me, that's the best role player in history. Because he didn't care about what Mike was getting or Scotty was getting. We just I just don't to nobody out rebound me.
0: Yeah. Just defeat rebound, out-hustle.
1: That's it. Ain't, rebound, hustle. Ain't nobody putting out hustle me. Yeah. You
0: yep. want the he most talent to Yeah, that's crazy. That's a great analogy because when you look at it, that's all Dennis came to do. He can he rebounded and he defended, and that was it. He didn't have to score. He didn't, they didn't need him to, to score 15 points. All he had to do was just play defense and rebound.
1: They had Mike and Scotty before he got there. How much more talent did they need? They had the best, greatest person, the greatest person in the world to ever touch a basketball. And Scottie won no slack. How much more talent did they need? Right. You see what I'm saying? Talent ain't always the answer. Hustle is, might be the, the finishing piece. And that's what they got in him. And when they got him, it was over with. And he knew his role. Some people... Don't know they role. Some people everybody wants to be a star sometimes.
0: I don't know if you pay attention to basketball lately, but do you see the way that James Harden is fitting in with the Nets? Accepting mm-hmm. a role, I will be the point guard mm-hmm. I'll get y'all spots, and I'll make sure I get y'all the ball. I don't have to score that much, but if I can get y'all the ball in you spots, now you see more shooters on their team are becoming hot. The 40% from the three-point range. Kevin Durant is getting easy baskets. He's He can put up 15 shots and have 30 points. That's crazy. 12 shots and have 30 points. That's crazy. And, and Kyrie's able to score uh, as crazy as he wants. And, and, and James just gets a
1: triple-double with ease. But what they say when he came over there, in order for these guys to win, they're going to have to find a way to put these egos aside. Yes. we all know who you are individually we all know what y'all bring to the table but we might we, we don't need everybody to put up 50 points a night.
0: I listened to Chris Bosch uh, on the all the smoke podcast and he talked about that. He said I went from a situation where I was a man in Toronto
1: Mhm
0: I didn't have to I didn't have to go down there but I did and I joined my brothers. Now, I already knew who were the top dogs when I got there. But when they asked me to play defense and shot block and rebound, and then they would throw the ball into me at times, I accepted that role. But we Mm -hmm. knew it was Dwayne Wade's team, and then we saw LeBron start to take off. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, I accepted the role that I had because there was only one ball, and it was only one chance for us to win. And in order for us to win, we all have to be able to play a part. You know, and, I, and and to me that just goes back to if God's like, if you're a, if you're a basketball, if you're a sports fan in in general, and you really want to win at, at sports or in life, at some point there has to come a time where we as a people, people just in general, you have to take a backseat. Yeah, you might you might be able to put up fifty every night. Yeah, you might be the best shot blocker, and you might be able to put up fifty every night, but maybe stepping back on a better team where you don't have to do that and it takes a it takes lesser effort for you to get there, mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with doing that. You know, learning from someone that can tell you, hey, you're doing that wrong, kid. Mm-hmm. You're doing that wrong. Like, you're working, you're working too hard for the same result that I've been doing for the last 10 years. I can show you how to do it in lesser time and get a more significant result because I can show you what I know now, and it'll better perfect what you trying to do before you get to where I am. And and that's that, again, that, not just the hustle, but that ego, that ego is a motherfucker though, ain't it? It just, I think it's hindrance, man. It It is, man. man. I, I see a lot of times, like I said, a young man who I was helping out, you know, like, I was like, hey, if you would do it, you can do it your way, but let me show you how to do it in a way that's more efficient Mm-hmm. It'll cost you less time and you can conserve a lot more energy so you don't have to worry about it. So yeah, I can do it that way. And then do it the way that I'm I'm showing you how to do it.
1: But it, it's you know, a lot comes with, you know, being able to adhere to wisdom, man. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. You know, they don't know how to take that. They think somebody's trying to tell them what to do yeah. opposed to pass a gym down to them, you know, and that's you know, they get caught up in the thing of hustling hard opposed to hustling smart, yeah. you know? And a lot of people think everything is all, you know, brute strength. That's how you win, brute strength. Hustle hard, hustle hard. No, like I try to get, sometimes I try to get these young guys to see that your strongest muscle is not, the ones you can see, it's the ones up here, it's the one up here. Your brain, that's your strongest muscle. You know what I mean? Oh, that's the one that called all the shots. The body don't do nothing if it don't tell it. You know what I mean? That's a fact. And you hustling backward if you think all your muscle is right here and all, you know what I mean? Like, nah, man, everything don't have to be done that way. It's a smarter way to do things. And but you have to be able to adhere to that wisdom. To understand that they thank you later but look how much you have to fight them to get to that point to even see it and some you know unfortunately some people never see it you know because they can't get out of their own way some people yeah. are so subscribed to their own way of thinking that it's, it's to a fault
0: yeah and it's crazy that you know like That people will continue to do that after seeing so many books be written, so many different examples of people being able to change up and say, hey, for a while, I thought I was doing this correctly and I realized Mm -hmm. I wasn't doing shit the right way. So I had to Mm -hmm. change my outlook on life and the way that I perceive things and the way that I do things. And it's it's just crazy that, you know, there are those individuals that still continue to do things the incorrect way. What's it called? Insanity? Doing the same thing
1: over and over again, expecting a different result? Mm -hmm. Absolute definition of insanity, you know? it's, 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 It's sad, man, because, you know, a lot of people, you know, don't understand, like, the talent and hustle thing. Like, they really don't take that and really, like, break that down. Like, even when in a game of basketball, a game of sports, football, anything, you know? And say you get down by 15, 20, you know what I mean? Um, the coach know who's he, who he has on his team, you know, talent wise. But he don't tell you, you know, yo Mike, go dunk on them, go do this, show your athletic ability. Like, no, first thing they tell you is yo Mike, hustle up, hustle up, get back, hustle up. Yeah. Defense, defense, defense. That's the difference wow. between hustle and talent. Like, hustle, you have to dig deep for this. It's in you already. You know what I mean? But you got to pull it out of you in these type of times, whether that's in a basketball game, whether that's a dark place in your life, you got to dig deep because that's what's going to get you up out of there. You know, it ain't talent. You could be talented as hell and in a dark space and can't dig yourself up out of it because you, your talent, the fact that you know you're talented, is what's keeping you there. Because that sense of entitlement having you feeling like you shouldn't be in that place. I'm too talented for this. I'm this and that, you know, and you're dealing with that ego again. Like, how am I being perceived? How am I being looked at? You know, I can't live up to this talent. Like, nah, it's just you're not utilizing it.
0: Speaking on that, uh, tell, what motivates what motivates you?
1: Man, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah. What motivates? What motivates me? What motivates just you? In period, just in, in just period, time? you know, man.
0: Because I'm sure it's like throughout the day, there's something that that stays on your mind, or or there's a a, a goal or a plan, or you know, something that.
1: There's so yeah. many things that motivate me, man. But um, more than anything, it's just that elusive chase of wanting to run into the better version, of the best version of yourself. That's what motivates me. That one day I can possibly run into the best version of myself, you know, and meet the best version of myself. You know, um, that motivates me. Um, seeing others, do more with less than I have. That I mean, you know, that then you know, with way less than than I have, and I got I got some sitting up here with everything that I need, and not doing enough with it, but seeing those with less do so much more. That motivates me, you know. And that goes back to what you said, like you know, in terms of like wondering how can I get to that point. And sometimes even if you don't act, just pay attention. Sometimes the hindrance is just lies in thinking you know everything. Just pay attention. Sit back and just observe sometimes. You know what I mean? And and, and you will get it. You'll see, like, damn, I'm like, yeah, I ain't doing that. He doing that or she's doing that. And it's okay. You know, and it's so many things that motivate me, man. Like it just that that inspires me. You know, but more than anything, it's just like really. Just also being in a position, trying to get in a position that what we're doing now where we can like change the mindsets of our people. That's one of my biggest motivations. Okay. You know? And what you know, I'm not to like you know, boomerang that question back to you. Like, I'm interested in the same thing. What what motivates you? What
0: motivates me is uh always. Like I think you you spoke and that's why I really shook my head at first. I was like, yo, I always wanted to see the better version of myself. Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one of the biggest motivations for me is is I, I I feed off myself naturally and being able to come from a situation I come from. Also the young men around me or that are a little bit older than me that do art. Like I see them, I see their arts of work, their bodies of work. And I'm motivated, I'm motivated by those things um, to, to, do, to do to do better at maybe getting back into art or mm-hmm. going better at the podcast, buying cameras and setting up a whole situation where I can get more uh, it's more in studio or something like that. I'm
1: yeah.
0: motivated by each day I'm able to get up, you know, it's a it's a new day to add. Onto my successes and and reach new levels. Like I'm I'm motivated by those things, but definitely it does come from the the artistic uh, side of things where I see the guys that I know, Kenyon, Vitus, Michael Copage, and Mm -hmm. uh, Stacy and all these different guys who are out here who come from same backgrounds as we come from, but they're able to take what they have and use their hustle and their artistry, and they're able to express themselves through it, man. And it's a to me, it's one of the, t- the greatest things ever. I'm also motivated by the fact that there are young guys that I have helped out that are now lawyers and doctors, um, that are that, or were in the sports world, and they stopped. They may have retired, or you know, they may have made enough money so they can start the businesses that they want mm-hmm. to start. And I'm motivated mm-hmm. by those things. Like, it's a beautiful thing when you get those text messages or the, that DM in your Twitter and they say, man, big bro, you did so much for me, man. I, let me help you out. And it's for me, it's never been about them helping me. It was about me helping them because I provided a situation where I helped provide a situation that got them to where they could become successful. So I'm motivated by things like that. You know, um, That's good. Man. motivated by always wanting by always wanting uh, ownership and, and and being in control of everything else
1: that I want to do. So yeah, mm-hmm. those are the things that do motivate me. That's good, man. And I think, I think you know, you spoke on something in terms of like uh, cameras and, you know, things that, uh, I guess, production-wise in terms of taking the podcast uh, Lane serious, I think, and I've told you this before, you know, like, because that's, that's, that's also a lane that, um, I'm not going to say I always wanted to get in, but I'm going to get in, you know, um, but eventually, whenever that time's right, you know, but I could say this to you, you know, you have a great, you know, thing going with what you're doing with this podcast thing. You know, you are great. I tell people all the time, you know, an interviewer's only as good as the interviewer, you know, just, the, this the, choice of questions the selection of questions and stuff like that and you got you got a good knack for this thing so i definitely think it's something you should invest in and continue to do you know what i mean because
0: appreciate,
1: it. appreciate it. uh this is this is you know this just not a podcast man like you know i don't even want that to get lost in translation because a lot of people you know everybody i got a podcast i got a podcast that's cool but what is your podcast or your content doing for people? What's the impact? What's the influence is leaving on people, you know? And I can say, you know, what you've done and through the two interviews that me and you just have had, you know, it's always great conversation, but overall it's ministry, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And with that being said, you know, just off the fact that it's that, you should keep pursuing because you doing this podcast has never been about money. It's never been about currency. You know, it's always been pouring and in, 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 in depositing currency in the hearts and minds of people. You're not doing this to take out or solicit or monetize, yeah. you know, for currency. Yeah. You know, if it grows to that point, that's cool, but that's not the intent from which to this, this come from
0: yeah it, it, it was it was it was pure in heart when I started doing it um and I don't know if I ever told you but I avoided doing it for years because I really didn't want to because I was just like man who really wants to sit down and open up and talk you know it's something that may be needed but who really wants to sit and do it um, and talk about you know things that we actually need to talk about whether it be finance or where we are at this moment our feelings our emotions and things like that but I did, I didn't, I did avoid it for quite a few years. And I was just like, man, I don't, I don't really want to do that. But I think the moment I got started and people, people were saying, <clears throat> excuse me, people were saying it like, Hey, it's a need. Um, and I, I did the first one and I did the second one. And it was like, man, this is, I like this. Like, you should do this more often because mm-hmm. it's, it's more revealing. You know, you're not just like, you're not just—you're not doing something that's harmful to people or the culture. You're, you're doing something that's needed where people get to talk and they get to open up, you know, and they get to say things that are motivational or things that may have emotionally made them unstable. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about, like, well, I was going to try to <laughs> do five episodes and just stop throwing on YouTube and just be dumb and go back to what I was doing. Mm-hmm.
1: But
0: here I am, 30-something episodes in, bro. I'm just like, come on, man what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, should I even still be doing this? But it's a beautiful thing when you get to see and hear the opinions of others in the conversations. Like, people give me feedback through Facebook Messenger, text messages and things like that. And it was like, man, I never knew that certain a person felt that way, you know? Um, I, I, I certain and, and I'm going to say this too, there are certain interviews that I, of course, enjoy more than others. When me and you talk, it's usually just genuine, good conversation um, mm-hmm. and it's impromptu. Like, just so you know, I don't, I don't write nothing down. You're right. You're Right. But don't it, don't, it don't
1: down. come off like that. That's why I love it because everything you, you know, the questions, Those my next uh, statement is that I love the, 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 the conversation between us because none of the questions come off as forced.
0: Yeah. They don't
1: come off as, you know, you rehearse them or nothing, and, but they'd be so on cue, like, on point and, and seamlessly when you say the next one, and i am be like, okay, it's just general conversation, so it's like, but it'd be a good question that you yeah. have lined up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you done wrote it down or memorized it, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, nah, this guy got a good thing going, man, because you know, it comes, it's coming from a real place it of is. wanting to know, you know, and as you bring it out the subject, you know, whoever's in front of you, as you bring it out them, now the world is getting it. Yeah. Whoever's viewing it or whoever listening to it, now they getting it. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, you know, a lot of these people ain't had nobody to sit down with them like that and, and, and tap into these places in, in, inside of them, you know. And uh, some of them been wanting to, you know, like me, like, man, you know, it, it's therapeutic for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And and and
0: my episodes with you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Renata, Mike Coppage, uh Crystal Pinkney, and mm-hmm. Stephanie Jeffrey—those are like some of the best episodes because they—they they were not only revealing, but the inspiration was there for me. You know what I mean? Like I, I was—I was able to pull uh, some inspiration and some motivation. I was able to gain some energy uh, to continue to do this. I was like, wow. I need more of that. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what that's what people need to eat. Because if I'm getting it, they should be able to get it too. You know what I mean? And th- that type of energy, we should be sharing more. It's easy for us. It's easy for me. Like I could go to the studio and make a bunch of rap songs about bullshit all day. Like that. That's easy. That's, that, that takes mm-hmm. no effort. Mm-hmm. But what am I? What am I pouring into people to you know help themselves out, help better them and, and and help make sure that I, I put out the right energy. Cause I, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life is put out the right energy and the and, and a, and a right type of vibe. And and, and I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want people to think, you know, that it can't be done when it can be done. You know, like we, yeah. sit, we sit around all day. We, you know, love and hip hop is all this shit, right? We, we take in all this shit and we push it back out, but what are we really giving the world? And I feel like this is one of those situations where if I can if I can be an inspiration or I can give
1: inspiration, then I, I, I'll choose, I'll say yes. You know, I'll Everything choose. is a choice though. That's the main thing, that's the key thing. Everything is a choice. What you choose to ingest and digest, you know what I mean? And, and take in, spit out. It's just like you said, like if they taking, you know, in content like loving hip hop all day, you know, not even realize that's part of a problem. Like some people, it's a, it's a, uh release for them it's a way you know it's the time that it's taking them away from stuff that they don't have to think about because you don't realize how many people are running away from their own life everyday life you know what i mean that's why there's so much social media consumption that's why you know so many people spend so social media pro- provides a platform that you can in a sense you know, in a sense because you're never really doing it, but you can take a break away from your own life and your own shit you have to deal with yeah. and be yeah. distracted by somebody else's problems, Yeah, you know, or what's going on in their life or their bullshit. And you spend so much time on it that you don't even realize, you know, you haven't really, you know, dealt with your own shit, but at the same time, it's almost like a form of it's a, a distraction. High, of, of a high. The yeah. same way somebody might go smoke and think they're getting away from their problems, but when they come back down and it's done, they, they, they right back where they never left, same way social media is. And that's why people put so much time on it and just scrolling and just reading and just consuming all this stuff so they don't have to think about what's going on in their own life. You know what I mean? And it's like, they take that in and they don't know that it's keeping them further and further away yeah. from solving what really needs to be addressed.
0: You're distracted and you're stagnant. I mean, you're mm-hmm. not. The things that you should be working on are the things that you're mm-hmm. leaving behind and you don't realize it. And I think for certain people they don't even realize, it. it's kind of like a ploy.
1: You know, like, you don't, do you know that
0: you're actually being distracted from the things that matter?
1: But here's the thing, though, Oh, there's like, It's like you have the real world and you have the fake world. And unfortunately, some people find it more easier to exist in the fake world because the requirements to live over here is becoming too tough. It's overbearing. The accountability you have to have, you know, a lot of people don't have it in them. So, it's easier to go over here and live in this world all day and visit this one. Accountability
0: <laughs> yeah. is a motherfucker, man.
1: Yeah. Never you know, some like people just, don't have it. Some people just visit this real world. This is where they actually live at over in this fake. World. You see what I'm saying? And it's, it's it's easier for them. It's easier for them because to 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 live over here, you got to accept a lot of stuff. About yourself, yes, and why these conditions are the way they are.
0: Yes.
1: So it's like a motherfucker rather move out of this house and go live over here to avoid cleaning this one up. Because <laughs> they didn't allow it to get so junky that you know I don't even want to look at the mess no more. <laughs> you just saying some shit now, bro. You know what I mean? So- some shit now. And and, and and it is what it is, man. It's like, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, man, like the time we in, man, everybody feel like they need an escape from something, you know, because we me, do. Let me ask you this.
0: Mm-hmm. As a man, a father, a brother, a son,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a business
1: owner, right. do you pray or do you meditate? I pray all the time. Okay. I pray. I'm not an avid prayer to the point where every day I'm, you know, on my knees and all that. You know, um, sometimes we have to, you know, when we talk about prayer, we also got to understand what prayer is, you know, and and break it down for what it is. And you know, sometimes we have to get away from what we was taught prayer is, you know, because sometimes we hold that so close to us that we don't see prayer for what it really is. You know, prayer, prayer. Sometimes it's nothing more than a conversation with God. A quick conversation, you know, long conversation. It's just time spent, you know, and whether it's, it's, it's you know, thanking, being grateful, humbling yourself in front of, um, you know, um, asking for, you know, um, all these things. You know, sometimes a, a thought could be a prayer. You know, it don't have to be a word that's even spoken, verbal, you know, a feeling, but what's the, but whatever it was, it was connection between you and your creator, you know what I mean? And meditation I want to get into, um, but I know it's a level of understanding what that is, and it's a level of discipline that comes with, with that, you know, and uh, Hopefully I naturally get into that because trying it you know it's like sometimes you can be so much of a thinker that you won't your thoughts is the roadblock that you you, you set in front of you that's stopping you from getting to that place of, of, of meditation because you're questioning yourself is, is this real? Am I just sitting here breathing am I just how do I get to this? but meditation, is not is you not thinking. But you're spending the whole time thinking. Well, so I got to
0: that point. Uh, mm. And for me, that five to eight minutes where it starts with me just breathing and, and trying to feel the breath go in and out of the body mm-hmm. and trying to just feel the stillness within me. Mm-hmm. Once I was able to get to that point, there's a point where, I, at least for me, I just drift off and I'm no longer here, all right? So I get to that point and and I'm fine. There mm-hmm. have been times when I've drifted off further than 10 minutes um, and I feel like I'm, I'm just light and I'm moving, like on the astral plane or something like that. Mm-hmm. I have reached those type of moments. It's not like I've done it on purpose. It's mm-hmm. not like I was searching for that, but it has. Right. Been. But um, I think that it's something that I eventually – Jay, I, I just think it's something that eventually you will either try or you will get into, and you mm-hmm. will enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. It's that it's that three to five minutes when you're at home and there's no one around, or it could be while you at while you're in the car, sitting in the garage, and there's no one around to bother you, and, and and you just may just start to breathe and say, "All right, I may need some peace right here. I may need to just focus and and, and deal with myself right now, or just or just deal with." the now and, 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 and just find some bliss and, and find this, this place in myself that I haven't achieved yet, but I, I say it's worth it. Um, I haven't done it a lot lately. I normally do. I haven't, but it's something that I think, I think more people should try, you know, uh, meditation was the first form of prayer before we recognize it as, uh, praying to Jesus Christ or, Buddha mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> it is. Um, Right. Well, you pray to? And I'm, not, I'm not knocking nobody because I don't want nobody to think that. But, right. You know, um, that was the first form of it. That was us mm-hmm. getting in tune with the universe and um, vibe. Mm-hmm. So, um, if you if you ever get a chance, man, two three minutes. Two, no, three I've minutes.
1: tried. That's why I said like it's like you know, like you said, it's getting to that point of of uh, stillness. You know, and I'm and I'm definitely gonna try more. Because I, I got a lot of time on my hand, So I spent a lot of time by myself. I spent a lot of time at home. You okay. see what I'm saying? So it's more than enough time to get into that. I just have to stop overthinking that process. Because it's always like, you know, when you're thinking, you're always like, you know, is this real? Is this this? Am I just sitting my ass here just waiting for something to happen. You know what I mean? You just got and to it, let it... But, it's, but it starts
0: that way and it goes from you thinking like that to you saying, let me focus on the breathing. And then mm-hmm. you start concentrating on your breathing. And then right. it, becomes, it becomes something else for you, man. It's, it, it, it it helped me, man. I, I'm not going to lie. It helped me. It helped me like to focus on not just breathing and, and, and being able to harness a certain type of energy and, and wheel certain things into existence, but it also helped me to cleanse myself of certain things that I that I feel you know what I mean like mm-hmm. toward people or in general like uh, the anger and the aggression like do mm-hmm. I what is it for
1: mm-hmm.
0: how can I focus this energy this ball of energy or this ball of negativity into something that actually uh, can be conducive and, and, and productive and then you find mm-hmm. those things that, hey you can use it through music you can use it while you' while you're working out. There are different ways to harness this type of energy and, and it, it worked, man. Like I got I'm not saying I got all these crazy answers, but I did I do get answers, but or I do find some some tranquility in the moment while I'm doing it. You know, it's not necessarily mm-hmm.
1: about and that's what we are in search of. Yeah, that I oh, I became this
0: enlightened God and mm-hmm. I dropped out my body and I floated to the sun and you know I ate a piece of the sun and I came back, you know, and i you know, <laughs> I'm just totally
1: Crazy, you know <laughs> this sand master so <laughs> now i think i think when you reach a point like if you can get to the point where you can um drift off and know that you know it's almost felt like an out-of-body experience in a, in a sense yeah. then you know you feel that yo this is real and i think once you touch that place it makes you want to delve deeper Facts. into. You know that level of peace and tranquility because now you know you 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 know you really dealing with something that's not of this world at this point and and it's a form of of escape you know so it's a way like some people may choose coke crack or whatever that's their form but you're doing it in a very healthy way and you're becoming closer with some with self you're becoming closer with you know your God your Creator and you know and then they only can bear good fruit in your life once you return yourself back you know to that so it's like i'm gonna definitely get into it like i said i spend too much time for myself not to do it you know and uh, someone told me just like you just told me you know it starts off with the you know with the breathing patterns and sometimes how you choose to breathe and you know um sometimes how you choose to sit and how sometimes how you choose to lay whether on your back or whatever you know what i mean so i'm gonna definitely explore that Yeah,
0: because I just concentrate on the breathing and it's just not like regular breaths. I breathe deep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exercises
1: of me. Serious focus on what you're inhaling, exhaling, and just like how you're doing it. And, you know, I guess you get so focused into that that now thoughts are leaving your head that you would normally focus on. Yeah. You're yeah. not because you're not conscious no more of what's around you, what's going on, and what consumes your mind because your whole focus is on yeah. your breathing. Yeah. yeah, which is stillness. What you hear it, you know, it's a that's a different sound.
0: It is, but it's a, and then there's a, a part where it just becomes stillness because mm-hmm. it, you you're, For me, at one point, you you know that you're breathing, but mm-hmm. then it becomes stillness. And for me, it went from breathing to the sound of the ocean like that. That's the next thing that I would hear. And then after that, I'm, you know, like I'm, I'm on a journey, you know, and I'm, I'm gone for a while. So um, mm-hmm. and it's just like this total blackout. And it's just like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not here, but I, I know I'm somewhere else trying to, trying to find that, keep that stillness and come back with some of it as well. So
1: that's good, man. I think yeah. we equate like when people meditate, they equate certain sounds that they breath, you know, breathing to things that's peaceful. And, and, you know, one of the number one things is uh, water, mm-hmm. you know, um, stuff like that. That's why, you know, even when you try to meditate or you trying to, you can't go to sleep and you're trying to put your spirit or yourself in a peaceful place, You know, they have you listening to water, sounds of water, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're getting a massage or something, there's that waterfall going, you know, because it's the peaceful sound, the serene, you know, like it could be instruments, it could be music, you know, it could be so many different things, but I think, you know, you have to identify with those things while meditating because it's your own thoughts that's stopping you from getting to that point. Absolutely. Absolutely. They super loud. You know what I mean? And they and it and, 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 and manipulate. They will have you start thinking like, yo, this shit ain't real, man. Like, what am I doing? I'm wasting my time sitting here.
0: Yeah. And and that just the play on it plays on the fact that you haven't done it. So your mind starts telling you stop doing this. We don't need to be doing we need to be watching TV. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. Shirts up, you need to be doing designs mm-hmm. need to be about this, the, the money, the credit, all this. Mm-hmm telling you that, and you had to yo, this is where we are, and until we get five minutes of you shutting the fuck up, we right. ain't nowhere,
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I mean? and for me, that's how I had, to tur- I, had to, I had to turn it, I had to turn it all off, Um, and let me say this too, I started off by, uh, with a young lady who got me into it, shout out to her, mm-hmm. uh, she was like, we're gonna turn off everything. I was like, what? She was like, we're gonna turn off everything. The TV's gonna be up. turn off your phone, turn off everything. She said, the only thing that I'm going to leave on is some music and it'll be very low, but it'll be you and me. And from there, man, her ability to teach me how to do that and focus, that was the start of it. And I was like, man, I need to figure out how to do this without you. You know, I need to, I need to be able to do it. But she was always there. Until one day she came home, and she would come looking for me in the house, and she would just find me sitting there, not moving. And she was like, "All right, you got it, you got it, All right." And that's
1: that's good I, stuff, I, man. I because would
0: come, back, hot- would come back to myself and come in the kitchen or go in the bedroom, and there she would, she would there she would be, and she's like, "I see you found it." I was like, "Yeah, I got it. I appreciate what you did."
1: It's, it's one of the greatest things somebody could have did for you. You know, I think you know with me, it's just like like I said, I know what it is, and I can turn off everything in the house. But the hardest thing to turn off is them thoughts in your head. You can be sitting in total silence, but hearing your voice nonstop, the thoughts in your head, and
0: you and you never realize how much of a uh, of a uh, 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 irritant you can be until until you finally sit there with yourself, like yo, would
1: you shut up? Bro, it nights. night. Nice. I'm telling you, it was nights nice that I was trying to go to sleep mm. and couldn't go to sleep. And I was like wanted to almost cry. Like it was nights nice that it was, it's been nights nice that I damn near cried. God is my witness. I damn near cried because I couldn't stop thinking. I couldn't stop hearing myself. You know what I mean? And I wanted to be sleep but these thoughts study in loud and, and they super loud because you don't know, turn off the TV, you do off everything to bring yourself to a peaceful place, yeah. but it didn't do nothing but heighten the volume on them thoughts in your head.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, when I ended up busting my shit, that's mm-hmm. when the doctor was like, yo, learn how to turn, turn it off. She said, after mm-hmm. nine o'clock, whatever it is that you normally work on, If you don't have to be there with it, turn it off. Only focus on the now and being able to set yourself up to go to bed. She said, because that's probably she said that was a problem with you. She said, me and other people like me is Mm -hmm. you don't know when to turn it off. And sometimes you can't. And she said, you'll let it override all of your time to the point where it just it just floods everything and you can't turn it off. And I was like, well, that's part of the problem. I'm getting an hour or two of sleep. And I'm trying to do all this music and travel and do all this other stuff. And I'm exhausted. I'm dehydrated. And she was like, yeah, you're sleep deprived. She's mm. like, we can say that you're clinically insane because you haven't been to sleep in days. You know, mm. so it was one of those situations. But after that, after the hair situation, she was just like, look, you have to learn how to turn it off. You have to. She said, because if you don't, one day you may be in here on a slab
1: cold. That's a that's a that's a reality. That's yeah. a possibility. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm glad you know you found that. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. Cause, cause, it's cause
0: either you, that, or we take you in the back and put a jacket on you. You know. And she's right.
1: Like, figure it out. One of the two. You know what I mean? And it's like I'm glad you found that space because you know brothers like yourself need it, man. You know. Ever since I've known you, you've been a pure hearted guy. You know what I mean? Your intentions has always been good, and you always you know intellectual, wanted to, you know, um, see the best out of people. You know, I've I've never seen a a hatred, a hater boning, you know what I mean? And it was always, to me, came off that you were so, you know, um, cool with yourself. You know, it wasn't like about being cocky and none. It was just, I think I'm a pretty decent guy myself. You know, I think who I am I'm okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I don't have to feel a certain way towards who you are. Correct. You know what I mean? And it's needed, people like you are needed. You know what I mean? These conversations are needed because, you know, it's just, it's just, it, it it also gives people an a, a introduction to who we are. Exactly.
0: exactly.
1: Whoever sees this, they're going to, you know, they know who I am. They're going to, they're going to at least a, a glimpse of who I am. You know what I mean? Um, People talking and hearing this, they gonna get a glimpse of who you are. You know what I mean. These this back and forth, you know, conversing, it, it brings out something. You know what I mean. And it's very much needed. And I wish you the best. And I, you know, it'll help you whenever you know in any way I could. But um, I definitely think you should invest in whatever you feel that's needed to yeah. take it to the next level because it's a it's it's a good thing, man. It's something that I will watch. I would look forward to and um But that's you know. the thing
0: I just want to keep it as a podcast. I wanna keep it mm-hmm. on the audio. I don't want it to be a big mm-hmm. video thing unless mm-hmm. I'm having like a a certain type of guest, you know what I mean? Like I don't mm-hmm. because I feel like if the moment I start doing video, it's 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 a show, it's not a podcast. So
1: mm-hmm. But either 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 way you either way you choose to do it. Like even when we did our first one and you know, it was a video, but and I looked at the video and all that but then I also played it in my car, you know, and I couldn't turn it off. I was just listening to it, you know, and it wasn't just, you know, it was, it was, it was it was just good. It wasn't just because it was me. me. I like to listen to, listen to myself and critique or whatever the case is, you know, but, now it was just good questions and good conversation and good dialogue happening. And, and, and You know, I was like, I listen to this. You know, you, it was one of your other ones with somebody. I think it was a female, and I listened to it, you know, and I was just like, no, it's a good thing, man. I respect people who take what they're blessed with naturally and give it back to the world because that's what God wants you. That's what your creator wanted you to do, to give it freely. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Uh, yeah.
0: I'm going to end it right here. Because Mm -hmm. I know you got stuff that you want to get into, and I do too. So Mm -hmm. appreciate you, man. This is another episode of Full Province Podcast. My guest is Jimmy Wallace, Mm -hmm. owner of HSLR, Hustle Mm -hmm. Smart, Live Rich. This is me, and we are done. Do you want to shout out anything, any website, social media?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you can find me at Jimmy Wallace uh, on. Facebook, Jimmy Wallet773 on Instagram, um, Hustle Smart Live Rich on Instagram, hustle smart live rich in terms of the brand, the website. And that's that's pretty much it. You know what I mean?
0: Word. All right, bro. I
1: appreciate you, man.
0: Love. Love, bro. Talk with you. Yes, sir.